You are listening to the Black Sitcom History Podcast with Shannon and Summer, where we explore issues from episodes of the most popular and polarizing black television sitcoms from the 1970s and beyond. Welcome back to Black Sitcom History. This is Summer. This is Shannon. What's going on, everyone? Hey, how's it going? I'm okay, Summer. How are things with you? Uh, well, yeah, I don't have any complaints. Um, so, uh, I guess the, the, the word over the weekend is uh, stimulus package was passed. Yeah, it was passed. And um, so that's my gift to all my listeners. <laughs> For oh, from you? <laughs> from me. That's from me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Thanks, Shannon. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> for all those who yeah. qualify to receive... Um, the maximum. Uh, or, or anything. Uh, anything, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, sure. yeah, so that's a gift from us. Um, go, go, go forth and stimulate the economy. And stimulate your ears by listening to our podcast <laughs> and let some of your friends know about our podcast. Yeah. So, <coughs> in this episode, uh, we will talk about season three. We're actually going to finish up with season three of the Jeffersons Correct. this, this uh, episode, this week. And um, first up is season three, episode 22. It's called Jenny's Opportunity, and when did it air? March 21st, 1977. All right. Yeah, this one, hmm. I don't know. This one threw me for a, a loop, kind of, because you want to read the synopsis first? Or do you have one? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Go I'll, ahead. I'll go ahead and read it. Uh, mm-hmm. Jenny wins a summer scholarship to Oxford University and faces a three-month separation from Lionel, whose conflicting feelings about it led to a disagreement among them and all four of their parents. Right. So the... Loop that it threw me for was, um, I, I thought Lionel was all in for Jenny to go on her, mm-hmm. um, what would you call that? Uh, study abroad, yeah, study abroad or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, then he decided <laughs> that she couldn't go. But the reason why he decided she couldn't go because he, um, he wasn't under the assumption, but he 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 put in for a transfer to go to to Europe. That's where Oxford is, right? Europe? It's in England. England. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he put a transfer in thinking he would get the transfer. So he was all in for Jenny going um, to study abroad. Um, but once he found out that they denied it, he told Jenny she couldn't go. So Jenny at first thought that she was going to go alone. He never mentioned that he was going to put in a transfer and um, accompany her on her her studies away for three months, so he was all excited and and um all <coughs> all for it or whatever. Seemingly all for it. All he seemingly, seemed like he was all right. for it, and I guess that's what the 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 summary or synopsis I read says that he had conflicting feelings because mm-hmm. it didn't seem like they were conflicting. He seemed like he was good yeah. to go with her going on her own. Right. He he had a disagreement with with his father George. He was like, "How could you let your wife go?" You know, he was always, it's a good opportunity for her. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even tell his parents that he put in for transfer. Transfer. So, no, someone, sorry, no one knew that he put a transfer in well, at he all. Didn't, 
uh, well, when did he put a transfer in? It was between like, the time it, that he saw the letter. Yeah. Because he he got the letter. No, no she no, she she, had she the brought the letter to so he, him. He put in the transfer between the time he went to the kitchen to make yeah, a phone call and then I, got it denied. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. I don't know if it was denied per se. It's just that they have a London office mm. and the London office was closing down or That's something like was. that. So yeah. it was, but it was like a five minute process of mm. him asking to be transferred to the London office yeah. and, 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 you know, finding out he couldn't. I guess he thought, like, okay, well, she's going to London. We have a London office. I can just... I'm, I'm going to tell her yes because I'm sure I can get the transfer there. Mm-hmm. And he went into the kitchen and made the phone call, and that's when he found out that they were closing it down or closing it for three months or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so he, he had to burst her bubble and say... No, his whole demeanor changed. He was like, no, you know, I don't think it's a good idea that my wife go. Um, we can't be away from each other for three months. At You know, we just got married or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is where the parents come in. So George, he felt it was wrong for her to go and it wrong for Lionel to allow her to go. And Tom... He thought it was a great opportunity. He thought it wasn't. I thought he, no, he didn't think she should go either. Oh, he didn't. Oh, I thought. So okay. the man, he, so remember he uh, was um, he stormed into the house, or he and Helen and and uh, Jenny kind of came back to the apartment mm-hmm. after Jenny stormed off, mm-hmm. and Tom wanted to say his piece, and George didn't want him oh, to he, say his piece. But right. once he agreed with him, yeah. he was like, "Oh yes, yeah. Tom, my buddy." Yeah, <laughs> right. All of a sudden, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> so oh, you're right. I remember now. So George and and Tom are on each other's side with the um, decision that it's not a good idea that Jenny goes away to yeah. school or whatever. For st- but this is this is like you said, it's an opportunity for her to further her career and her studies. Um, she's a psychiatrist, psychologist major. Psychology major, psychologist, yeah. mm-hmm. And one of the top, top psychologists of the world is an instructor at Oxford. So she, you know, it was almost a dream come true to study under this particular person. Even if it was three months, she said those three months would advance her three years or whatever. So um, Lionel, he, he, what would you call it? Not threw her under the bus. He he reneged on his decision yeah. on on allowing her to, to go or whatever. Um, and what what did Helen? What did, what was her thoughts? That she should go. If she wants to. Yeah, yeah. yeah if she wants to. And Louise really didn't have any. She just thought that everybody, all of them, needed to be out of their business. Out of yeah. Okay. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, um. That's that was Louise feeling that everyone should leave the two of them alone and make up their own decision or whatever, mm-hmm. and make up their own mind. And it seems like every Lionel and Jenny have a way of compromising every time something goes wrong, which is. But yeah. they always have a way of, or at least Jenny seems to. She always has a has a way of bringing her problem to her parents too, for them. To get them to chime in. <laughs> yeah, and that's a good segue because yeah. later on in the episode, the in-laws decide to let Jenny and Lionel run their own relationship. Um, Jenny came, she brought something up about their marriage, their wedding. 
They were like, like we have a decision on our wedding. You guys decided on that. And th- yeah, and that was another point she said. She's like, I know we just got married, but we weren't planning to even be married now. Right. We were planning on getting married sometime in the future. And if the point is, or if the reason why the people who are saying, like Lionel, the men, Lionel, uh, George, and Tom are saying, well, they just got married, so she shouldn't go. Um, if that's the real reason, she's like, wow, we weren't supposed to even be married yeah, yeah. at this point. <laughs> and um, another real, really weird thing that they said, I mean, Lionel and Jenny are married and they're living on their own in their own own home. But they said, oh, they're they're adults now and they're they're over 21. Someone <laughs> made that. I'm like, I mean, they're more than just over 21. Mm-hmm. They're grown mm-hmm. and living on their own mm-hmm. <laughs> and married. Yeah, I'm sure they're over 21. <laughs> I mean, regardless, even yeah. if they were 19, they're still married, married, living, on, living their on their own. Yeah. yeah. I think only thing Lionel depends on is a home cooked meal. Every from, now and from then. From his mom's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing that helped Lionel and Jenny come make their minds up and come up with a decision and compromise was actually Florence. She was saying that she had a chance to go to to London and she regret that she didn't go because she put it off. And that was one thing Jenny said, um, I don't want to put it off. And Florence suggested, no, don't put something off because when you put it off, you continue to put it off, continue to put it off, and it may never happen. And Florence, she said she regrets not going to London. And she, who did she say she was going with? Leslie, what was the musician name? It was a band, a big band. Yeah. Oh, okay. A band. It was a band. It was a famous. Don't me to remember. (laughs) It was a famous band. She was gonna go with with some guy. Follow some some guy with the band. Yeah. And she decided not to go, and she regrets it. And that helped Jenny and um, (coughs) Lionel come up with their their decision to allow her to go to to school Oxford and um. Lionel said he has two weeks vacation, so it would be a great time for him to come visit anyway, so it wouldn't be actually a full three months apart. Three months apart or whatever. So, you know, so they came up with their decision, and the in-laws finally decided to um, stay out of their business, (coughs) stay out of their business or whatever, Yeah, which was good. Um, That's pretty much the episode, you know. I like how, I, like like summer you you are you are always, you know, doing things to further your, um, your knowledge within your career and trying to move up or whatever. Um, I think it's, you know, if you if you have that type of job, you should take advantage of it. You know, especially if it's in a field that you think you can um, excel in and exceed in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, um, if 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 Jenny was my daughter and she was married to Lionel, I would sit down and have a conversation with the both of them. That is a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to yeah. go. If some, she, you know, she won that scholarship. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and if anything, maybe they discussed it beforehand because – you have to put in for us. You have to apply for a scholarship. So mm-hmm. I'm sure Jenny told Lionel, "Hey, I'm applying for this scholarship. It's in London or whatever." Um, no telling how long ago she applied, but still, I'm sure she brought it up to him. But it's, I believe, it's better to um, 
take advantage of those things, you know, young and early in your career, basically. You know? And early in your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because the, the excuse going on, or, or I mean, here's the thing. If, here's the thing when people don't want you to do something that you want to do, you know, people try to, they try to use their, their persuasion and try to come up with good points, even if they're, they're not the real reason why they don't want you to do it. Like, so, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the point that George and um, Tom and Lionel were making was that they just got married and da, da, da. I mean, What's so special about them just getting married? I mean, okay, so a year from now, they, they'll be a year into their marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my gosh, you guys have been married for a year. It's not the right time. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's always going to be something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, it's the holidays. It's not the right time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the sum- That's Oh, you're going to miss Ju- a 4th of July with the family? Oh, that's the, not a, oh, that's the wrong time. There's always... Some, somebody can always make a, an excuse as to why it's the wrong time for you to go. But it's just like, yeah, okay, yes, you you, um, you just got married, and that's totally fine. Totally understand um, that it may be difficult to separate. But it's not going to be easier to separate at any other point. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been married for... <clears throat> A while. You're asking me? I'm not asking you. No, I wasn't asking you, oh. but um we've been married for thirteen years and um it's not like it's it would be, be easier for me to leave and go somewhere for three months versus when we first got married. Yeah. It, because you know, occasionally my job sends me um for training and I, I have to leave for three weeks. At a time, but thanks to technology, you know, FaceTime helps out, you know, phone calls help out. Um, But, yeah, it was still difficult, you know. They're young and they don't have any children. might as well just do it. The the older you get, you just have more. She doesn't have a job. Mm -hmm. It's like you don't have a job. Yeah, you have a husband. That's a responsibility. But you don't have any kids. You don't have a job. And, you know, it's not like you're leaving taking a break from your work mm-hmm. to go do this. This is just part of you, all part of your studies that you're finishing up. Yeah. So it's just do it now before other things start becoming responsibilities before other responsibilities kick in. Yeah. So anyways, I just thought it was kind of goofy. It was, it was, it did throw you for a loop how Lionel just came up out of the kitchen and just yeah. totally, mm-hmm went back on what he said. You know, he made it seem like he was happy for her to do a thing right. for, her, for her, but it wasn't right. really for her. It was like for them right. in his mind. Exactly. And I uh, <clears throat> I think it's a good idea for in-laws not to be involved in in marriages or their children marriages. Um only time I want to be involved if I feel that the relationship is toxic. Mm-hmm. Other than that, handle your little, little, you know, arguments or whatever. But if it, if I see if it's toxic, I'm going to get involved. <laughs> There's you like know? some real like, physical, yeah, emotional right. harm being done. Harm done, or yeah, husband is uh, alcoholic, mm-hmm. or a gambler, drug abuse, or something like Abus- that, or abusive, abuses, abuse of any kind, yeah. any kind. Um, mm-hmm. 
or whatever. So what is a, a what it, what are you to do? Like say you're you're the um, the children that are married, uh, and your in laws insist on being involved. So it's not just a matter of talking to the in in laws and saying, hey, don't be involved with don't don't put yourself in the middle of what's going on with your kids and their mm-hmm. their relationships because there's there's two like you know what if they're like hey no we're going to be involved we're busybodies we have nothing better to do <laughs> so what if, you know there's there's more to it than that you know as as the responsibility is not just on the the in-laws the old, the, the the parents in law the responsibility is also on the um the married couple involved the young, the the kids involved who are married to really manage it's you know you have to manage your parents this is true but it, <clears throat> you're going to be involved in how much you allow the person to be involved or how much yeah, how much that's what, I'm infor- that's what I'm getting to information you give the that, the parent or the child true. or whatever mm-hmm. you know i mean you know, like, and that's the, oh. that was my issue with Jenny because <coughs> she, she, you know, her their parents live in the same building, so mm-hmm. it's like easy for her to just leave and go. Oh, I'm gonna go upstairs to my parents' house. Like, where is she gonna go? She's gonna go outside. No, they they're upstairs. She's gonna go upstairs and talk to them. And now they're involved. Yeah. But the thing about it is, um, one of the things that's important to understand like when you're in a relationship and people who are outside the relationship you have to be careful what you say about your relationship Mm -hmm. because people like my friends and my family they're going to be on my side always right and if I say some bad things about you like oh blah 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 he's I don't know whatever Insert whatever negative thing that got on my nerve that one at one moment. I could totally get over that, could, but yeah. the and people on the outside think thinking like, "Oh, I'm I'm I got Summers back. Yeah. I got her back, and I don't like that MF." Oh, I remember that time. <laughs> I remember Summer that time told, she told said, me this, and, it's, yeah, and then back. and I'm like, it really wasn't that big of a deal, mm-hmm. you know. The people that you're that you're intimately involved with in a relationship with. You know, you tend to be able to forgive them easier than other people who aren't connected to them like that. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful about, I mean, sure, you you have your girlfriends, you have whoever you want to talk about this and that. But they're just not going to see it in the same way because yeah. they don't experience it in the same way and they don't. They don't love them like, no. like the, you know, you know, my, my friends may love you, but they, you know, it's, it's because they love me first and you, you know, and if I kick you to the curb, which I'm not going to do, but I, they, they be like, well, F them. <laughs> we don't we, like him no more. We going out. We going out. It's <laughs> <laughs> other fish in the sea. Let's work on your profile <laughs> for whatever. <laughs> They'll be done with you just like that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to really kind of guard your relationship from being a little bit too loose with with sharing some information. Because, you know, like I know I'll get over stuff like easily. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. keep some stuff to myself. That reminded me of a a 90s hip hop group. One of the best hip hop groups from L.A. Mm -hmm. 
The Far Side. Okay. They had a song called There's Other Fish in the Sea. I don't know that one. Yeah. I mean, you, you had to really, I was a, I'm still a fan. Matter of fact, I'm going to download their album <laughs> like this week. Um, you know, you know a song they sing. She keeps on passing me by. Yeah. And had, um, there's other fish in the sea running. Anyway, that was my man. That was that was music. <laughs> what song did we hear today? Take your draw. Take your draws off. <laughs> I don't know what who that was on the radio on the regular radio. Man, like, take your draw, and he was like half singing like. I, I thought it was know. Fifty Cent. I'm like, nah, nah it wasn't Fifty like, Cent. But. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess he's just getting straight to the point. Like, right, take your jaws off. You know, like you. I don't know. It just wasn't maybe a song. Maybe if he could actually sing, maybe it would have come gone gone over no, better. No, because that's not. A, <laughs> I mean, that's that is a song that it can be popular on the album without being a single. Like, I don't. I don't want to say I'm getting old, but even if I was young, I don't think I would like. I don't, I don't play this on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Anyway, that was Jenny's opportunity. Yep, Jenny's opportunity. And so if an opportunity presents itself, try not to pass it by, everyone. You know, try not to pass it by. And it's, <clears throat> I think we talked about this before. Like, I have some friends that have had near-death experiences, and it's like, their total, the spectrum, one is like, I'm living life to the fullest every day, no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. And then I have the other one who's more reserved and more cautious of, you know, what's what's going on, trying to eat better, you know, not drinking, really cherishing each day or whatever. And after I had the, you know, corona, I was like, you know, when small opportunities present themselves, I'm not going to pass them by. Or if it's something I want to do that day, I'm not going to pass it by. But I'm not living my life dangerously with, like, the last day of my life. Like, for instance, if I want a donut that day, I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't need a donut. I'm, I'm going to go get my donut, <laughs> you know. Um, if it's something in the store that I see, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to grab it, something like that. So, um yeah, opportunities present themselves. Don't don't let them pass you by. And um, if you see an opportunity that's presented to someone else, encourage them to to take it because the opportunity might not ever come back around. <coughs> yeah, and if you have a problem with someone taking an opportunity in a situation like like in this episode, it's just like really, don't be yes. Like if you have a real real solid reason, I mean, your solid reason just could be, I really don't want you to go. I'm afraid of this, that, and the other happening. Like, I'm afraid of the separation. I'm afraid of being, you know, you being away from me for that long and this, that, and the other. Just just say that and deal with that and be real. Don't make up things like, oh, we just got married. So, I mean, they, they start the episode talking about her and the TV dinners that, that she prepares for him. So, like, I'm pretty sure he can prepare a TV dinner for himself yeah. for three months. <laughs> Anyway, it was a, another good relationship yep. type. Uh, when I say relationship, meaning marital relationship. So, what's next, Summer? Season three, episode 
23. Oh, 23? Yep. Okay. I think. Uh, all right. Someone says 23. I say 24. It aired... <clears throat> What did you have for the... You had 23 for the other one? Yeah. Let me, let me. I have notes today. Yes, I have 23. Ah, uh, you know what? I skipped... You skipped I skipped, the page. I skipped my notes. Sorry, fellow <laughs> or people listening. <laughs> Summer was correct once again. She's always correct. I always say, yeah, you're correct. <laughs> no. So season no, two, <laughs> episode 23, aired March 28th, 1977. And this is... George the Philanthropist. Yeah. Yes. Tell us about that. All right. Okay. You made me click <coughs> out of my notes because right. uh, I was trying to verify that I was telling the people the right thing. I, I missed the opportunity. So George's, oh, George's ulterior motive for pledging money to open a Harlem Youth Center is to qualify for a community service award. But will he still make good on his pledge, even if he loses the award to a competitor? Yeah. So once again, once again, George is using his finances to not only promote himself but give him a pat on the back. Yeah. So <coughs> Fred, Freddie of uh, Freddie's Chicken and Waffles has been going around town, giving senior citizens. Was he giving? He's like se- giving them wheelchairs and fixing up things in, in the center, just donating money all over the over town. And they were they were up for the Black Businessmen's Association um, award for that year, and uh, George would not have it. He figured, you know, his he came to the conclusion that if he donated more, more than Freddie, then um, you know he was a shoe in for winning this this Black Businessmen's Association award. It was. How did <clears throat> so? Some guy came to visit. He he was part of the committee that chose the the winner. I don't think he was a part of the See, committee to choose the winner. Right. He was just part of the donations or fundraising committee for the Black Businessmen's Association. So he went around um, soliciting um, donations, donations for for different causes, mm-hmm. and he had gone around and talked to Freddie. He had been around to uh, George, and he he's like, "Hey, George." Um, George wanted to get get to the point. He's like, "How much has Freddie donated?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, he did five hundred for this, five hundred for that." Okay, how much total? It's like two thousand um, dollars. Because uh, George kept trying to up the ante by ten dollars. He's like, "Oh, six hundred dollars over here." <laughs> Bless you. He's like, I'll donate six six hundred and ten dollars. I was like, okay. He 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 thinks it's just that simple. Like it's just literally a matter of outdoing Freddie by a few dollars. So, anyways, he said it's fine. He 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 donated a total of two thousand dollars, and he said, fine, okay, I'll donate three thousand dollars. Let's let's just get cut to the chase. And the guy said, oh, okay. Well, there's a youth center in Harlem that you know we want to reopen. And George says, fine, I'll go ahead and reopen the, the youth center. Great idea. Um, and the guy goes on his way. Um, and he'll be back in a couple days to collect a check, a check from George. So George is sure that he's going to win this award, but a day or so goes by 
and um, someone called, and, and Louise, Louise intercepted the mm. phone call, um, but they were calling to to let him know that he didn't win the award. At this point, George was already ready to celebrate. They were about to go out and uh, have have dinner, um, but he's t- she's she finds out before he does that he didn't win the award. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, at that point, um, she tries to talk to him to see if, like, hey, if you don't win this award, you're still going to donate the money, right? <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Eventually, she just tells him he didn't win. So uh, he's he's like, I'm done. Right. He hadn't given the check yet. He's like, I'm not, I don't have to write this check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when, <clears throat> so George, he, he decides to change his mind since he found out. He didn't win, um, which is messed up. Um, yeah. And they have a visitor, and it's actually some uh, person from Harlem that um, lives near the, the rec center or whatever. And he came to actually thank George for um, donating the money to fix the the rec center up mm-hmm. or whatever. And they made a, 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 a makeshift award for him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it said, um, thanks, George, for caring or something like Thank that. Caring, yes. And it, it touched George. This is the first time I've seen George, like, his emotion, the, uh, another side of his emotions. Uh, um, what do you call that? Uh, not proud, like, um, happy? No, not happy. Pride. 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 Well, <clears throat> I'm it, overwhelmed. I don't know, with, with, with someone actually thanking him for something that he did, you know, because not a lot of times that in in this episode that George does something that someone besides Louise actually thanks him for from doing it. So for, and it from, was like a heartfelt thanks. Right. And you coming know, yeah. from an outsider, it felt good. And the the what made him f- feel even better is the young man said, um, why, why have all this wealth when you... No, he said... He said, "When I make it big, I'm going to do exactly what you did. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to help." And he said, "Why well, have all this wealth if you can't help somebody with mm-hmm. it?" You know, and that that kind of resonated with me and touched me too. So it's this off off topic. Summer had to teach me something. Um, you know, I kind of got street smarts. Summer has some too, but. We'd be out, you know, someone asked for some change or whatever. I would never give anybody change. I'm like, man, it's a scam or whatever. You do this all day long. And someone's like, yeah, but you have a dollar, Shannon. What's a dollar out your pocket or out your wallet or whatever? And you're giving from your heart. So whatever, my thing was, what are they going to do with that dollar when I give it to them? They're going to go in the liquor store, buy a beer. They're going to go down the street, buy a, 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 a nickel sack or whatever. But someone's like, after you give them that money, they can do whatever they want with it because it's coming from your heart. So just think of it as that way. So this is something I Summer had to teach me um, that when you give, it's, it's from the heart. You know, it shouldn't be what that person is going to do with the money. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, say something? no, you fine. that's fine. No, no, <coughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it's really just like uh, I'll 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 put it in 2021 words because right I probably on. said that I don't know. Oh, you change your mind. You change your mind. I didn't change my mind. No, but I I don't know. I may have said, "Oh, from your heart." I'm pretty sure, but it's just like you know, even outside of doing something for 
from your heart it's it's just a decision like either either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it like why have this whole conversation about or or wonder what they're going to you have no idea what they're going to do with it you have no idea what they're going to do with it so either it's going to be a yes or a no there's no reason why it has to always be a yes you know mm-hmm. but you know if you want to or you can and um you feel so inclined just do it and be done with it and not worry about what happens with um, it so i think that was my thing all these years like you know they're gonna go they're gonna go cluck it off like i, well, I want to get my money somebody's gonna go cluck it off <clears throat> I don't know. Do, do y'all know what cluck it off? Means? Cluck it off mean like smoke it off. Like oh, I don't know. I don't. You never heard that off? Cluck it off? No. Okay, it's like not do what they say they need it for, no. or you know, um, they say they need to eat. Or, you know, I gotta feed two kids, and 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 it's I've seen people at the same liquor store for years. Like they, st- I'm like, you still here, man? Like, this is your job. That's their job. <laughs> like, you get paid mm-hmm. from this, and I'm not, or I wasn't trying to help pay whatever you paying for, mm-hmm. <clears throat> or whatever. But like I say, George, he, you know, he he felt a sense of pride to help somebody, um, and to see his wealth um, contribute to that or whatever. Um, so let let's move on and. Um, wrap this episode up and tell you how it ends. Um, the committee person guy shows up or whatever, and uh, um, he comes to get the check or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "This is after the young man had left or whatever." No, he was in the kitchen eating ice cream. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> Louise told him to go get some ice cream. <laughs> But he's in the kitchen eating ice cream. The committee guy shows up and he was like, you know, I'm here to get the check or whatever. And George's like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to give you um, the amount plus some or whatever. And uh, George writes the check. <laughs> George is cheap, too. He wrote the check for three thousand ten dollars. <laughs> so he gave him ten dollars extra. <laughs> and um, the, the committee guy was like, well, th- great, you know, because. With this, they have decided to name the rec center after after you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, he decided to name it after his father, George's father. So this, and I forgot what he said his father's name was, but this is the William. first time. William, this is the first time I heard George actually put a name to his father or whatever. And so when a committee person is leaving, George's like, so, you know, who won? Or the person that won, what did he do to win? And the guy was like, oh, he just talked to people. <laughs> he just went around talking to people. And George was like, why didn't I think of that? Or whatever. And um, George who asked him, it? like, who was it? And the guy was like, me? <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. So that was a little comedy in there. Yeah. But this was a more heartfelt um, episode yeah. to me, you yeah. know. And, and uh, Bentley was like, so they announced his donation in the paper. Right. And so Bentley was touched by that, too. He wanted to help out Mm -hmm. the kids at the rec center. So he's like, yeah, I want to teach them how to play soccer or or whatever. And George was like, "Okay." But at this point, George was not like (laughs) he was not. I'm laughing because I I must have fell asleep. (laughs) You don't remember that? I don't remember that part at all. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the it being announced in the paper? 
I think that's why they were going out to dinner because it was announced in the paper. I must mainly, have, but yeah. Oh, you must have. It was. Asleep. I mean, I know it was the end of. Uh, yeah, I must have fell asleep. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> he did. He did inspire Bentley, but at that point, he, you know, George really he was at this point doing the donating for the sole purpose of getting the award. Oh, right. And he didn't think much of the kids down at at in Harlem. Anyway, you know, Bentley was like, oh, yes, we can learn this. He's like, mm, they don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know what they want to do. They might want to do that. <laughs> okay. I must have fell asleep for like 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> because I remember them going out to dinner and they invited the, the young kid that came. At the to, end of the episode? Yeah. yeah. So I must, maybe I just blinked for a long time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember that part. But I don't remember Mr. Bentley. You don't remember Bentley? No. I don't remember. Was, so you blink for a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amen. Was, I must have been praying. Amen. Yeah, we're praying. We're praying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah that was, was um George the philanthropist. Yeah, he got he got the he got the uh charitable spirit bug mm-hmm. by the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it see, and maybe that was maybe <clears throat> that little scroll that the guy presented was like, you know, it was like his award. Yeah. yeah. He got an award. He got an award anyway. Got an award a anyway. one of a kind award. Yeah. I, I'm um Tell you a story. This is about awards. So before I met Summer, um, well, when I met you, I had a motorcycle, but I was heavily into motorcycles before I met Summer. And um, I had a, a motorcycle accident, but it was my fault because I was doing stunts on the motorcycle. So I was off work for about two months or whatever. And when I came back to work, they were like, Shannon, we have an award for you. I'm like, you have an award for me? Like, yeah. And they brought me an award. It was a, <laughs> it was a guy on a motorcycle, just holding on with one arm, <laughs> and it said first place Willie Boy, <laughs> and it, this was homemade. Like they took a lamp post, <laughs> took that off, and found a motorcycle and like a a, a GI Joe or something, and, and put it on there. Oh so that was my award and my reminder not to do stunts on motorcycles. They keep your day yeah. job. Yeah. So that just reminded me of that. But it um it, it it just shows you how giving, especially when you see. I don't want to say you you should give to see a return, but when you do see a, a return like George did, like he see that he's helping Some impact. Impact. Yeah. He sees that that it helped someone, and they the guy came all the way from Harlem to to give that to George or whatever. So <clears throat> that's a good thing. And it's 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 weird. I've, I've talked to Summer about this before that, you know, I wanted to, um, you know, find a charitable place where we can donate some money. But I also told her I want to see it do something. You know, like if if I donate, say, to a, a local park, I want to I want to see that they're doing something with my money. Um. I, I'm I'm funny like that, I guess. Which is like, I want to see my money helping for real. <laughs> Instead, you can donate half a million dollars to a school and see it get your kid into college. No? Yeah, that's against the law. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. They have that. That's coming on Netflix, I think. It was about the USC <clears throat> scandal thing. Yeah, things coming on Netflix. Yeah, I forget what they even got them for, like mail for. I don't even know. 
Mail fraud. Yeah, they got They mean they had to have a, a crime. What what was the crime? Bribery? Was it bribery? Bribery in fraudulent uh, documents cuz Someone said they had like pictures of their kids in soccer uniforms and kids didn't even play soccer. They were uh, on those erg machines, those uh, ergometer rowing machines Mm -hmm. and pretending like they were working out. Oh, so we're talking about the the parents. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think the 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 main the main corporates of that or the the richer corporates of that are in the documentary. You think Pers- they're they, most famous? Yeah, I don't think they're in the documentary. Oh, so is it a, a movie or a documentary? No, it's a documentary on, on Netflix. Oh. It's, it's supposed to show this month. Oh, okay. But someone, I was talking, well, I was listening to a critic, and he was saying usually when Netflix does documentaries that of something that recently happened, they're not as good. Like, it has to be something, like, much older. Um, oh. like they have one now, the Richard Ramirez Night Stalker. I haven't That's started watching that. Yeah, yeah, so I guess they have more time to put into it, more evidence, things like that. So this USC scandal thing just happened what like two two years ago, about. So they were saying that when Netflix does documentary once again, um, and it's like recent history, they're not as as good or not as detailed. Mm-hmm. They're like rushed to be put out. So, anyway, let's take a break, son, because <coughs> I got the there. cough today, and I'll tell people why when we come back. All right, we'll be back. Hey, Shannon. Hey, Summer. I'm awake. You got something to drink over there? Some water. Okay, <laughs> you got, you took care of your coughs a little bit? Hopefully it helped. Okay. We'll see, but anyway, <clears throat> we're back. We're back. Um, so for those of you, of you that don't know, I'm recovering from corona. This is my thir- second month from recovery, I'm still having some after effects. And along with that, I had a, a race today on my bicycle, it was a time trial. So, um, I think that affected me a little bit and that's why the dry cough is a little bit more <coughs> um pronounced than than usual so hmm. pray for a brother but i had a good time today you know good. time trial a little baseline so anyway um it was a 10 mile time trial and i did it in 29 minutes so and there were i guess i could have done the math and Cause I was like, "What was your average speed?" I guess I could have figured out by figure. the time. <laughs> well, my average. Okay, so this 20, is twenty miles. An twenty hour. miles per yeah. hour. Um, this is my first time back on the bike outside since November. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what December, January, February, March, March, four months. Um, so I didn't know what to expect. I didn't have my my ex- expectations as high. I just wanted to get a baseline and try to finish um, strongly. So my next one is in two weeks. So I'm going to try and get in the low. I I know what to do, so I think I get into the low 28 this time, 28 minutes. It's funny because on on the on the 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 course we use, it's just a a, 
like a point nine mile loop or whatever, and we let everybody off every thirty seconds. And this one guy, he lapped me twice, <laughs> and I was just like, man. And you know, and it's it's one of those things where you have to pace yourself. You know, you can't go out too hard, and then you just you know you all downhill from there, and then you can't go hard in the in the middle because same thing, you might just bonk. But so um, the next one is in two weeks, and my goal is to uh, shave one minute off. Um, so anyway, let's get. Moving on with some public announcements, Summer. Public announcements? Yes. What are they? Where people can find us. Okay, great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm being silly, Shannon. Um, you can find us on Instagram, mm-hmm. and you can find us on Facebook at Black Sitcom History in both of those, on both of those platforms. So check us out there. And, um, you know, if you see something you like, click like, follow, share, comment, um, comment, let us know what's going things, on, what's going on. Um, yeah. One of your favorite episodes, um, either we've talked about it already or it's coming. It, it could be season 10, one of your favorite episodes. It doesn't matter. Just it could be a whole other, um, sitcom yeah, yeah, for all I care. yeah, we need to get back on that. We, anyway. We talk about that later. Okay. Another sitcom. Anyway. Right. Season three. Season this three. This is the last one. This is the season finale. Season three, episode 24, Louise's Physical. How did that go, Summer? You have a... Uh, oh, what's the air date, babe? Do you have Oh, that? sorry. April 11th, 1977. All righty. So, <laughs> Louise returns from a physical exam, depressed despite the fact she is 100% <laughs> healthy. I'm laughing at her. (laughs) (laughs) Unbeknownst to Louise, uh, family and and friends are planning her surprise birthday party five days early. Will the party cheer her up and bring out why she's so down? So I'm going to get straight to this part. (laughs) She was depressed because the doctor said, there's nothing wrong with you. You're in great shape. Like, you'll live to be 100. 100. Yeah, so she's depressed. So I'm wondering if she's depressed because she's going to like maybe outlive George. Mm-hmm. No. And you know, it's it's you know how some people say, oh, I want to live to I'm a hundred. But I don't know if I want to be a hundred and sick. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, sure. Like, I don't want to be miserable in a hundred. Like, what like, I had a good life. Time to go. Time to go. <laughs> Like, I, I showed Summer this article yesterday about this police officer who was 91 years old. And still and st- protecting and, and serving. St- I don't know. If he's <laughs> he's serving, serving somebody, but I don't know if he's protecting <laughs> anybody. But he's serving somebody. And I, I told Summer, like, if, if, because he's in a small, small county. So if someone's committing a crime, they probably say, I think his name was LC. LC something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, LC. You got, you got me. me. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even run. I'm gonna make it easy for you. you got me. But yeah, I don't know if I want to be that old and sick and can't do anything or whatever. Yeah. So that was the funny part to me. How she was just depressed about it. But her reasoning for being depressed is because she she feels like she's in great shape and great health health. 
But she doesn't do anything. She's not. She doesn't have anything to show for it. She, yeah, that was the really the point. The right. point was like, it's great that she's in great health and that she'll mm-hmm. live a long time. But she's not doing any doing anything that she is really fulfilling to her. Right. And that's what she's like. I'm just wasting, wasting space, wasting time, not doing anything. I'm, it, I don't even clean my own house. Um, my son has has grown up and moved mm-hmm. out. Uh, my husband's gone all the time, you know, every now and then I'll cook dinner, but I'm really not doing anything and I'm not doing anything that's, that's not necessarily beneficial to to me, but fulfilling. And this is the same scenario because in one other episode, she had the same um, yeah. problem. This brings up uh, right. old issues. So George mm-hmm. was telling her, well, shop. <laughs> Go, go that's shopping. Not, that's not enough. Yeah, that's not enough. So um, this ha- made her realize that, once again, she's not doing anything fulfilling to her besides just sitting at, at home. Um, because this, the 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 surprise birthday party was like a, a backdrop of the, the issue of her, mm-hmm. really. You know, it was yeah. just something be filled in you know it has some comedy within it but the main thing was that she isn't doing anything to fulfill her life and the thing about it is i don't know if jenny was the one that said it's not too late Mm -hmm. and this also um coincides with opportunity you know um opportunities might not present themselves again and again but there's never too late to start something new mm-hmm. or something you've been putting off. Yeah. And that they, they, I don't know if she fulfilled this anyway, but they, um, she says she wants to be a nurse. So they were like, okay, well, nursing program is two years. There you go. Or whatever. So that's what she is going to fulfill. <clears throat> that's that, that's what she's going to do to fulfill and fill her time of, feeling like she has um, nothing to do or her life isn't meaningful or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the the like I said, the surprise birthday party, that was just just thrown in there. Um, but it was um the it was funny because she after she had the physical, she came home early and saw the folks at the house, Tom, Helen and Mr. Bentley and Florence where they were kind of gathered around they claimed it was a tenants meeting, so they kept, of course, because it's a surprise birthday party, they're saying they're doing something other than what they're doing, uh, planning her party. And, you know, it, it kind of egged on the whole issue of her feelings of uselessness because she kept wanting to be a part of things. That you're like, oh, I want to be in the meeting too. You know, and they're like, oh, we have to go and do this. She's like, oh, I, can I come with you? Like, oh, no, no. Yeah. And then Florence went to go pick up the a cake. No, um, not the cake, the, the, the food. Well, she went to go, okay. Go yeah, ahead, so food. she she went to go to the store to get that stuff and um, <laughs> whatever the stuff was. And and George, I, not George, Louise said, oh, I want to come too. And then Florence made up some excuse like, you don't trust me. And <laughs> but that, that was kind of comical too, the way she was saying it. Like, hell no, <laughs> stay here. I, your I, your I, job yeah, is yeah, to tell yeah. me what to do. Yeah. My job is to do it. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> <coughs> that so, was good. And then she was like, you know, it just kept making her feel worse and worse because she kept trying to do something. Right, right. right. Yeah, you're right, baby. And and 
people were shooing her out like she wasn't capable capable of doing it because she doesn't do anything. Like they didn't need her. Yeah, yeah, they didn't man. need her help. They didn't need her. So, yeah. but <clears throat> like I said, it's never too late to to try something new and something that you've been putting putting off to try. And, yeah. You might be good at it or great. You might be good. Right. I mean, I guess <clears throat> you'll find out if you're any good at it. You'll find mm-hmm. out if you actually do like it because sometimes you just fantasize about something and you think about like it, how great it's going to be. And, um, you know, I, I worked with a lady who she's retired now. She actually retired last year and she, a few years back, she wanted to get a college degree and she wasn't hoping that it was going to do anything for her career or anything like that. She just wanted to do it just for the sake of accomplishment, personal enrichment, whatever. And that's what she did. I mean, sometimes sometimes things is, are really just, you know, personal enrichment. They don't have to have an end, like an end goal in mind, like, oh, it's going to propel me in my career. It's going to do this for me. It's going to... No, sometimes you just do it just, just to do it because you learn something. And learning things, whether you gain a career or uh, can advance your career. Learning something just for the sake of learning it can be personally fulfilling, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, and, you know, the other thing, too, about this episode that, you know, it, it brought up old issues with Louise feeling useless, but it also just keeps bringing up the the thing that that George just feels like she should just be happy and satisfied with her life. Mm-hmm. And she should have no complaints, according to him. And he just literally doesn't pay attention to the fact that that's just not enough for her. Yeah, maybe she shouldn't have any financial... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh. You don't have to move the whole arm. Just tilt the microphone. I'm messing up, you guys, with the <laughs> microphone issue. You keep, you keep pulling stuff. Just tilt, All right. tilt the microphone. Yeah, there you go. That's a blooper. We'll leave it in there, I guess. <laughs> anyway, that she shouldn't have to worry about financial obligations. But it's more so to it than that. should be enough. That yeah. should be enough. But it's more to it than that. She she wants to do other things, fulfillments. It's like my, my mother, she went back and got a college degree in her later part of her career also. And it wasn't a degree to help her um, promote in her in her job. I think she got her degree in African ancient studies or something like that. I don't know. Something. I don't even know if she can tell me anything about ancient Africa. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she did it. Yeah. I have no, I don't, I don't know why she did it. She did it or whatever. So like someone said, sometimes <coughs> it's just something you want to fulfill for, for yourself or whatever. But yeah. so, but it, it's never too late, audience, to try something. And um, and the, when you try, you can say, "Well, I tried it, or I did it, I succeeded, and there it is." You know, you sometimes you have to do things to make yourself proud of yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's so. like you're not doing it for anything other than you mm-hmm. just want to do it, and you, it's a goal, personal yeah. goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 that's weird. Yeah, so oh. that was funny. That mm. was interesting because, um, you know, I mean, I, I can imagine 
not wanting to waste your life. You know, and, and Louise is like, wow, I have a long time <laughs> to sit here and not do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let, um, me, let me get no. to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to encourage everyone to do something. Listen to our podcast. For your personal enrichment. <laughs> of the Jeffersons. <laughs> <laughs> so that was um, season three. That was the finale. Yeah, yeah, that was the finale. Episode 24 was the finale. So next time you hear our beautiful voices, and hopefully not this <laughs> nagging cough. Um, yeah, I hope we that will, gets better, babe. It will. We'll be in season number four. So continue to listen, you all. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us again. We'll see you next week. Bye. Peace. <laughs>